We're looking uh, at someone quite different this morning. Uh, the last week we've been looking at David, King David, and how he fell into sin, but recovered. And we looked at Solomon and how he fell into sin, but eventually recovered. And this morning we're going to look at Elijah. When Ahab became king of Israel in the northern kingdom, he reigned in Samaria for 22 years. And scripture says he did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. During this time, Judah, the southern kingdom, had their own king. Ahab married Jezebel. Everybody has heard of Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidonians. Sidon was the chief city of Phoenicia, who were sea merchants. They traded as far as Britain and India. They planted colonies all around the Mediterranean. Together they spread their evil practices, Ahab and Jezebel. But by the time of Solomon, they were under the dominion of the Assyrian Empire. Scripture says Jezebel was as wicked as Ahab. It wasn't that he dragged her along. They were both wicked. Everything they did was wicked. And they dragged the nation into apostasy. They set up a temple to the false god Baal in Samaria and an Asherah pole dedicated to the Canaanite goddess of fertility. These weren't just individual sins. They forced the people into further spiritual decline. And then they met their match. Then they met Elijah. Elijah the Tishbite from Gilead. He told Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. In the third year of the drought, the Lord told Elijah to go to Ahab, and then he would send rain on the land. Can you imagine three years without rain? What England's green and pleasant land would be like? after three years without rain, with reservoirs empty, nothing growing, no flowers in our gardens. In Samaria, the drought and the famine was so severe and Ahab had sent, that Ahab sent Obadiah, his palace administrator, told him to go through the land to look for grazing for the animals or the animals would die. It was amazing that uh, Ahab actually employed Obadiah because we're told in the scripture that Obadiah was a devout believer in the Lord, that he had rescued 100 of the Lord's prophets from Jezebel when she was trying to eradicate them from the land. As he was walking along, he met Elijah, who asked him to arrange a meeting with King Ahab that day. And then came the contest on Mount Carmel. We're all familiar with the story, I'm sure. But when they met, Ahab greeted Elijah by saying, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? 
Elijah responded that Ahab and his family, they're the ones who had made the trouble by abandoning the Lord's commands and following the Baals, the false gods. Then Elijah challenged Ahab to summon the people from all over Israel to meet Elijah on Mount Carmel and to bring 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah, almost a thousand of these false prophets. They ate at Jezebel's table. She must have had a big table, I think. Elijah challenged Baal's prophets to choose a bull, cut it into pieces, and lay it on wood without setting fire to it. Elijah said he would do the same. Then Elijah said, you call on the name of your God, and he would call on the name of the Lord, the God who answered by fire, he is God, Elijah said. I think Elijah knew he was onto a good thing because he knew that Baal was a false God and wouldn't be answering. And he knew that his own God, the Lord, did answer when he called upon him. Elijah allowed the prophets of Baal to go first and they shouted and danced around their altar, but nothing happened. They did this all day long until the evening. Elijah taunted them and they shouted louder and cut themselves until the time of the evening sacrifice, but still there was no response because Baal doesn't exist and didn't exist. He was a figment of their imaginations. He was false. He was fake, as President Trump would say. Elijah then built an altar to the Lord, dug a trench around it, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then they poured large jars of water over it to soak the bull and the wood to make it harder to ignite it and burn it. Then Elijah prayed to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil, and the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. This is hardly surprising that the Lord is the only God that exists. We often say this in our prayers, don't we, oh God? You're the one and only true God. Scripture tells us that. He's the only one that was listening. When Nora and I lived in Rarotonga in the South Pacific, the church would hold annual festivals when they would reenact amazing scenes from the Bible. On one occasion, they chose Elijah on Mount Carmel. And I have never seen anything like it. Uh, I know David has been to Rarotong. I don't know whether this happened when he was there once. It was amazing. They built altars. They killed goats for the sacrifice, not faked it. They really killed the goats. They dressed in period costumes. And Elijah was acted by a Christian who we knew, and he looked like I imagine Elijah probably looked. Tall, muscular, rough, long, dark hair, 
a loud taunting voice. And he taunted Baal's prophets for ages, and they pretended to cut themselves with knives until they were exhausted. Then Elijah, the pretend Elijah, prayed to the Lord, and fire fell from the sky. I saw it. Nora was there as well. She saw it. There were crowds of people from all over the island and dozens of tourists who were visiting from all other countries, New Zealand, Australia, even from England. And they were dumbfounded when they saw the fire flash across the sky and explode on the altar. And the altar was burnt until there was nothing left. I mean, it was unbelievable. If I had not been there before and seen how they prepared it, I would have been dumbfounded as well. The preparations for the spectacle were quite amazing. But it still looked real to me when I saw it. The water they poured on the altar, for instance, was actually paraffin. Well, that made a difference. The altar stones were made of wood, although they were painted to look like stones. At the edge of the crowd was a copse of palm trees. And in one of them was a little island boy holding a coconut, which had been scooped out and filled with cloth soaked in paraffin. Earlier, they, uh, they connected a strong, thin wire from the top of this palm tree down to the altar. It was thin enough that nobody could see it because there was a vast crowd there watching all of this. You couldn't see the little wire. So when Elijah, the pretend Elijah called for fire, the little boy lit the paraffin soak cloth and pushed the coconut down the wire, skimmed it down the wire. And the oxygen in the air caused the coconut to burst into flames as it flew down the wire and within minutes the altar and the sacrifice was gone. The tourists had no idea how it had been done. Uh, but of course, God doesn't need to, to use trickery in this way. We do if we want to pretend, but God can do the real thing. And, th and that's what he did. But to see that drama portrayed was made me realize just how wonderful it must have been to see God respond to Elijah's prayer at that time. Then Elijah told the people to seize the stunned prophets of Baal, and they were slaughtered. And he told King Ahab to return to Jezreel as the Lord was about to send rain on the land. Elijah ran to Jezreel and found that Jezebel was planning to kill him because he had killed her prophets. And then it was amazing, I think. He was afraid and ran for his life. He had done this amazing thing. This uh, shown the strength of God and the power of God and the power of prayer. He'd seen all of this, but when Jezebel threatens him, he runs for his life because he's afraid. Well, he runs for 40 days and 40 nights a journey of 150 miles to Sinai, Mount, Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai. This is the man who stopped rain by his prayers, but 
James 5.17 tells us Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. He was probably suffering from burnout. He was definitely depressed about himself and his work and full of self-pity. You remember he said, I, oh no, I'm the only one left. Well, that's what he thought. God had many other prophets in the land that Elijah didn't know about. He said uh, that he wanted to give up and die, but he never did die. Isn't that interesting? He was taken to heaven in a whirlwind. He never died, although he thought he was going to. At Mount Horeb, the Lord appeared to him. We don't have time to go through that indication, but God commissioned him to go back to the desert of Damascus and return to his duties as the Lord's prophet. And he had three things to do. First, to anoint Hazael, king over Syria. It's interesting, the Lord decides even who the rulers are of Gentile nations like Syria. And then to anoint Jehu, king over Israel. The Lord, of course, decides who the kings over Israel will be. And then to anoint Elisha to succeed Elijah as the prophet of the Lord. And these were the important tasks for Elijah before the Lord took him up to heaven in that whirlwind. We're sometimes tempted to run away from difficult situations, aren't we? Sometimes we feel burned out, depressed. Do you feel depressed today? Do you feel burned out today? In the middle of this lockdown, when there seems to be no end to it, but God is in charge, everything is in his hands. And when Jacob tried to run away, the Lord put his hip out of joint. You remember the story. That was to stop him running and make him face his problem, which he did. So when we are out of the Lord's will, we have to stop running and retrace our steps. That's what Elijah had to do. Retrace his steps, all those 150 miles, back to where he started and do what God wanted him to do. We need to make a new beginning of obedience. Are you ready to do that? Am I ready to do that? 